poppin' everyone? KP here, and I have a very special guest. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm Haley Drake, and I've been stage managing at the George S. Lindsay Theater, also known as our UNA Black Box. Um, so Haley and I, this is actually, I'm really happy to have her on today. Haley and I go like super way back. Like I've yeah. known Haley longer than I've known anyone at UNA. I think I was 14 when we quote unquote met. Right. Yeah. That was like 2016. So yeah. We were still in high school. I was like 14 and you, yeah, you were, you were still in high school. Cause you're, you're like the same age ish as my brother. So yeah. Yeah, it's a long story. We won't get into it. It involves a YouTube channel that does not need to be named. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to dox it? <laughs> dox it? Yeah, it doesn't exist. Um, but anyways, Haley, yeah. So you're you stage manage pretty much everything UNA has done. Um, and specifically, you're stage managing the One Act Festival, which is coming up. Do you want to tell our audience a little bit about it? Uh, sure. Uh, I, I've stage managed. A lot of stuff at the block box so I'm basically there's a lot of stuff at the Norton that I'm not a part of but yeah aside from that black box specifically um yeah for the one X, it's sort of you know how do I say it I've been having sort of a hands-off kind of experience with it because there's so many rehearsals I can't possibly go to all of them um you know originally we had seven acts and you know they have rehearsals whenever they can meet and I was just never able to go to all of them however since tech is starting actually tonight we are recording Monday of tech so tonight tech starts so uh for that I'm gonna have to be at every rehearsal every performance and I'm basically like I'm sort of the one in charge sort of like a uh I I will be calling the show I will be saying like we start now uh if anything bad happens you know it has to go through me I have to be like okay we have to figure this out we have to figure that out as far as like my work thus far on the one acts though it's been like really hands-off I just have gotten the directors to send me rehearsal reports and I check in with everyone try to make sure things are going smoothly yeah, so for a little clarification for um, anyone who doesn't know the One Act Festival, it's basically a showing of new works. None of these have ever been produced before, and UNA students are actually making up the directors, actors, and designers. And um, Haley herself is a UNA student studying um, design for, is it called design slash tech, the concentration? I, I believe so. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So like, where did your spark for theater begin? Yeah, well, I've always had like a, a fascination with the arts, right? Yeah. And when I was, when I was little, and I found out that people like voiced cartoons, <laughs> which I know is far off from theater, but when I found out like actual people voiced cartoons, you know, when I was like six years old, and read the name Tom Kenny, in SpongeBob <laughs> credits, Kenny. I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, oh, my God, that's like, that's like a dream. Like that had been my dream for a very long time. And of course, there's no outlet for that around here. I am a, uh, I was born in Alabama, raised here. So I'm like, 
I, I wouldn't. Oh, I shouldn't say I'm stuck here. I don't want to be negative. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm here. I think so. I'm here in Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I'm here in Alabama. So there's no outlet for really voice acting, but that was like my first passion, right? And then uh, I did my first two years of college at Northwest Shoals, which is a small community college here locally, probably like 20 minutes away from UNA. And uh, there I was just like concentrating in arts, but I just did my basics. Yeah. Like I didn't do any artsy stuff. And once I got to UNA, the, the, what sounded the most, the closest to what I actually wanted to do was theater. And of course, when I started, we didn't have the cinematic arts and theater uh, all together like we do now. Uh, cinematic arts and theater all together as we do now. We had it as just like film students would be part of the communications yeah. division. I believe. And only recently after COVID, it's become CAT, um, Cinematic Arts and Theater. So uh, I was just a, (laughs) sorry, listeners, my cat just walked right in front of my camera on Zoom. Uh, When I started here, I was, you know, just a theater major. And I, I guess Again, just what brought me into theater was that it was the closest thing to what I wanted to do. I've just had a fascination for the arts, but specifically like uh, performing arts. And then as time went on, it became apparent to me that I would be better at like keeping everything together in that regard. Yeah. So um, that kind of leads into my next question. Oh, did you have more to say? I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. Management is just keeping everything together, really. Yeah, well, what sort of led you into stage management? There was kind of never a real decision on my part. (laughs) Um, An old teacher that we had here, he came up to me one day and he was just like, hey, do you want to stage manage this show that we're doing this semester? Well, actually, we used to do like at least three shows a semester. So he was like, you want to stage manage our next show? And I was like, all right, sure. He's like, okay, rehearsals start next week. And I'm like, oh, uh, all right. So uh, I, I show up and I was kind of, long story short, I kind of had to learn my way around everything. It, however, my first show was a very simple show. It was The Doll's House Part Two, which it was a, uh, not only was our set very minimalist, uh, but the script itself is very simple, as in there's only a couple of characters, there's only a couple of scenes. And so it was uh, an easy first time experience. So for a Doll's House Part Two, uh, I was really fortunate that that was my first show stage management, because I feel like something like Men on Boats could not have been a first time stage manager at all. Yeah, that makes sense. Because Men on yeah, Boats so- have a lot of cues and stuff. Exactly, exactly. And that's kind of the biggest job that a stage manager has to do, stage manager has to do is like calling when the sound and the lights happen during the show. So we have to like listen to every single thing that people say, watch every single thing people do and uh, the people on stage, Yeah, <laughs> not just in general. <laughs> just like sit there and watch the audience. Yeah, Take we, have to listen, we have to listen and watch the uh, 
the actors and make sure and and make sure we know where we are in the script so we can call when the lights happen when the sound happens because not a lot of people realize but when when the lights change when the sound change that's people doing it right and and there's someone at the light board there's someone at the soundboard and there's someone that's calling it all so yeah. i like someone says a line that's a cue line for me at the beginning of that line i say lights 100 standby and then at the end of that line i say lights go and so it happens right yeah and that's it 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 sounds kind of complicated but once you know it 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 becomes second nature really yeah yeah and i will say you're very good at what you do cuz stage management it's not easy it's not it really <laughs> i mean sort of on top of on top of that i also have to take notes every rehearsal send out a rehearsal report i have to keep up with props i have to keep up with actors um i kind of if, if some people don't do their jobs i have to take over right and so it's sort of that's why I think a lot of people don't understand what stage management is because it's a multitude of things. Yeah. Yeah, it, honestly, I don't think I really understood what stage management was until like I got your perspective on it because I had been in shows before, but you were like, this is what I do. And I was like, ah. Yeah, I suppose from like an actor's point of view, you wouldn't really see it, right? Yeah, I'm just like, oh, these lights come on. That's fun. <laughs> So how would you describe your changes, the changes that you've seen since it being a BA in theater to becoming the BFA in cinematic arts and theater? Yeah, well, I was only here for one year before it became the CAT. And I guess the biggest change is that we're the theater is put together with cinematic arts and of course that's within the name right like that's the whole point and i i suppose the biggest change is that i i mean i'm taking film classes now which is something i never thought i would have the opportunity to do you know um and it's been quite an experience it's been you wouldn't think that they're very different that theater and film are very different but they are right and it and uh i guess see it's also kind of hard to talk about the changes because there's um there's different people in charge of the department now yeah and that that's a good thing i i think you know after after so long because we had the last person in charge of the theater department he was here for a very long time so I think it's it's very good to bring in new eyes whenever uh, you know after a few years yeah so I uh I guess again the biggest difference is like how we're connected to the cinematic arts and see I'm even still talking about it as if I'm not part of cinematic arts (laughs) I, I still have to get used to that but I, uh, yeah, again, the biggest change is this, just that we're connected with the cinematic arts. There's more, there's more students around, like there's more, even, 
we're at the tail end of COVID, even still, there's still more students around than before. Yeah. So I feel I, I feel like with with becoming CAT, we're becoming a bigger and better department. I yeah, I would definitely agree with that. So what experience from UNA do you think that you'll always like take with you? Uh I suppose like my biggest experiences are stage management. I think I've learned a lot about how to handle myself professionally as a stage manager. And, you know, I, I believe I had a teacher at one point tell us, you know, if you're just doing the work needed for your classes, you're not going to really succeed, not necessarily succeed, excel in the department. And yeah. I, I know that's a harsh thing to say, but I somewhat agree with it because you're not learning every single thing in your classes. That like, and that's not a fault of the classes. The classes are there to like help you get involved in student short films, our theater productions, stuff like that. And I, I, I feel like that's the point. You have to see what you can learn in the classes, right? And then go on and do things within our department. And I feel like uh, as my experience as stage manager, I can really confirm that like I've learned the most here just by being in the rehearsal space. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something I don't think anyone can prepare you for. One of my guests, um, Fletch, he was that that's part of what he said. I said, you know, what do you th- how do you think UNA prepared you for the real world? He was like, not that UNA isn't great, but there's not really anything that can prepare you for just like going out there and doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so that's why you have to like get involved in other ways yeah. besides classes. So um, what advice do you have for aspiring CAT students or even current or former CAT students? I guess just try to get involved, you know, if you, if, if you want to do something then try it out, if you want to do something new, see if you can get involved in a certain thing in a different capacity than you had been working in before. So you can have like as much experience as possible. I feel like uh, another good thing about how our department is laid out now, the CAT, is that you can get experience in a multitude of things. Yeah. So, um, are you ready for our final segment? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So, um, this final segment is called pop three Q and this is actually the first time I'm getting to do it under the new name because this semester has had so many unexpected twists and turns, but pop three Q. So first Q, what's your favorite musical? I say, as if I don't know. Yeah, that would have to be the SpongeBob musical. Yeah. Yeah. Can I, can I elaborate on that or no? Please elaborate on that. Make it an essay. Just, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I actually have written a six page paper about it before. I know you have. I have. <laughs> um, I, I love the SpongeBob musical. It's just like a breath of fresh air. I've seen it live three times. I want to see it a million more times. I forgot you saw it three it, times. I've only seen it once. Man, <laughs> I'm lucky. I, I am very fortunate to have seen it. But 
it is it is my favorite musical. It's just so it's just a breath of fresh air, and really the the music, the story, uh, even the acting. I I know it sounds silly, like hearing the SpongeBob musical. You're like, that's that's just gonna be silly. Yeah. But when you see it, the actors find find ways to physicalize being a cartoon character. Yeah. Right. And that might not make any sense, but watch it and you'll see. Oh yeah. <laughs> it will make sense. Like. I mean, Squidward actually has four legs. How did they do that? Watch it and find out, you know? <laughs> Does he tap dance in four legs? Maybe. Maybe. We say so, no. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just such a positive, it has so many positive messages. It, The ending is beautiful. I, I love it so much. It's so good. I think, I think it's so rare to have a musical that doesn't make you feel bad by the end of it. Yeah, like that. There's that joke that like, Act One is happy and then Act Two is yeah, sad. For like every musical. Yeah, and like you know, I think that's fine. There's a time and place for that, but it's just so refreshing for that musical. For you know, it's just it ends happy. You're satisfied, and you're like, bikini bottom day yeah I love it goodness I I feel like we could make an entire podcast just about the Spongebob we should do a review we should watch the Nickelodeon (laughs) the Nickelodeon recording again together and then make a review of it special episode of Soda Pop the Spongebob review yeah um so my second cue is who is your favorite voice actor or actress Ooh. Okay. You can name several if it's easier. Right. Well, I guess, I mean, I mentioned Tom Kinney earlier. He's in like everything. Like look at his IMDb. He has like (laughs) like a thousand credits. Like I'm not even joking. Like he just, he's in every single cartoon. Yeah. And I just have to like give mad props to that. (laughs) Like, how do you do it? Um, Tara Strong, Tara Strong, she was Timmy Turner, Twilight Sparkle, Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. She is, she's in a lot of things as well. Yeah, she is. She's, she's brilliant. She's great, you know? She is. She is. And she's so nice. Right. You met her. I, I did meet her. And um, yeah, I talked about it on the last podcast, but um, I, I, I was telling her that I wanted to be a voice actress. And as I was leaving, she was like, well, bye. I hope I get to work with you someday. And I was like, Oh, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, and um Grey Delisle is also a super sweet person. Yeah, she Daphne, right? Yeah, Daphne, Sam for Danny Phantom, Vicky for Lay Odd Parents, all those good people. Hmm. But um do you have any more or is that I mean, I, I know mean, you I have. A, like, I know you have a lot more. I just didn't know if there was anyone specific you wanted to like feature. Right. I mean, I feel like I could just talk about voice acting for hours. Like, I kind of almost don't want to get too much into it. But we're doing two extra episodes of the podcast: once the SpongeBob musical review, and then the <laughs> second one's just about voice actors. Right. <laughs> All right. So this is the final question, the most important question. What's your go-to dance move? 
I knew you were going to ask that because <laughs> I've listened to the other episodes. It's every episode. I, guess, I mean, I guess I'll have to say like the robot, you know? I mean, I, I'm a, it's a you awkward. Are, I'm a little awkward. Yeah. Well, you are a robot in real life. Sure. Like a <laughs> robot, not like a, like a beep boop robot, like a cool one. Yeah. Like data. Like data from next yeah. generation. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest, kind of last minute as well. Um, yeah, no problem. It's been great. I, I mean, it feels like I've only been here for five minutes, but we're about at 30, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you. And uh, guys, make sure to go check out the One Act Festival. What dates are, are they again? Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Okay, awesome. So that's the 20th, 21st, and 22nd of November at 7, 2, and 7, right? Yes. Okay, awesome. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Soda Pop Podcast. Make sure to send any feedback to arts at una.edu or to the DMs of any of our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even YouTube. We hope you enjoyed this episode and don't forget to join us next time.